Hello. And welcome. It's a podcast called Breakfast with Your Friends that you're listening to right now. It's episode 31. Wait, is that what this is? Were you thinking you were going to record an episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me right now? I was hoping. Yeah, well, you're not one of the brothers. I Okay, so... <laughs> so you can't pee on it? I have... I, I can't pee on it? You can't be on it. Oh, You right. can't pee on it either. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that the McElroys are into you peeing on them. But you know what? No. I don't really have any basis for that. I just assume that most people, the default preference is Brian does not pee on me. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and assume, like, if I'm wrong, like... Things can be worked out. Contact Brian at breakfastwithyourfriends.com. Yeah, but for now, I'm just going to assume that nobody wants me to pee on them. Yeah, it's probably a fair assumption. On the weirdest segue in history, I had a dream about the McElroy's. <laughs> Uh, were you peeing on them? I wasn't. Okay. Then that that, that's perfect. where the weirdness of this segue ends. I had a dream. <laughs> we went to high school together. <laughs> like, Travis McElroy was telling me about a podcast he was going to make. And you're like, did you know in the dream that... Oh, yeah, I knew. Like, that it would be famous because of what you know now. Yeah, and I was just like, go for it, man. And then I woke up, and I'm like, that was some weird-ass wish fulfillment in my dream. Yeah, wow. Are they, like, your age? No, about. I yeah. think, I I think, yeah, they're they're in their 30s, I think. Mm-hmm. Because I know Griffin's their youngest, and he's just recently complaining about not being a 30 under 30 anymore. Oh, okay. So he's early 30s. Yeah. Okay. He's 30. All right. All right. That's, that's a cute dream. Yeah. I like <laughs> it was really wholesome actually because everyone like I mean except for the fact that it was in my old high school which was horrifying yeah horrifying it was horrifying um were you in West Virginia in the stream where they went to school or were you in your old high school I, well I mean ostensibly like Appalachian New York is the same thing Kinda. as what Wheeling West Virginia yeah but I think West Virginia is a little harder core in the Appalachia uh department kind of, yeah we're on the like okay but definitely where i grew up was we'll say i was in the outskirts of appalachia you're appalachia adjacent like yeah, i was in there i was just on the edge yeah yeah living on the edge um fun fact uh, the i'm in the appalachian economic depressed zone or whatever ding 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 you won a prize yay Poverty. i won i won dilapidated barns <laughs> you won dilapidated barns and trailer park boys-esque characters i can't watch that show for reasons of it be, like it's like a triggering document. an uncanny valley of authenticity yeah you're like take away these new brunswick canadian accents and insert like accents from like northeast Appalachia and, and bingo. There you go. Yeah. Bingo bango in the morning oh. Right. That's not a thing that's said. Yeah. Um Yeah, no. So actually speaking of the speaking of the McElroys, I'm gonna be pre ordering their book, which is uh a book on podcasting that they made. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, let me get up the title quick. It is called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You. But we do have one. Yeah, we do have one. But I have a feeling, like, there will be a lot of information in there that, like, 
might be helpful to people who podcast. Yeah. It's like, like well, we do have one, but we didn't know these things. I mean, I'm a god of... Po- like, we, we god are paragon. We're it's a god godcasts. Ca- <laughs> godcasters. God. That sounds like evangelism in the 21st century. Is there... I wonder if there's already a podcast called the Godcast. Godcast. If there isn't, like, we could... I... I want that. Yeah. We shouldn't release this so someone else will get it. I want, like, godcast.info. Godcast.tech. <laughs> but this isn't a plug or anything. I'm just genuinely interested in this book. So yeah. once it comes out, I'll be getting a copy of it. And then you'll probably see our quality improve drastically. Because even though I'm amazing and perfect in every way... Yeah. I've rhetoric myself into a corner. But you were going to say <laughs> that I help? should read the book so that I can bring up my for my end of the podcast. Yeah, you're really dropping the ball here. Yeah. I'm sorry. You That's... should have joined a, you should have started a podcast with one of the McElroys. I know. I went to high school with them. <laughs> I had the opportunity. Shouldn't have dropped out of high school to, to get your G, to get your uh, alternate. Yeah, I shouldn't have graduated when I was 15. Yeah. Oh yeah, through correspondence. Humble course. brag. Yeah, <laughs> you missed the high school experience of getting bullied, and um, oh no, no, I didn't. No, you didn't. That's like half the reason I left. Yeah, you're like, I'm like fuck this. Like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna graduate next year and play video games and go to college. See oh, you later. Yeah. <laughs> Taught myself the program. I basically like yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I fucked around for three years. You're like, well, now that I've got my college uh, degree or high school degree, whatever, and uh, my programming skills and my trade, I'll just play video games. That's such a me thing, though. Mm-hmm. In fourth grade, we had an English, like the first English assignment of the year. It was our like first year using textbooks. Mm-hmm. And so there was like the format of like page one problems like seven to 23 or whatever right. i thought that it, it would be like p dot one comma seven dash 23 mm-hmm. or it, i think it was seven dash 50 because it was like do all of like it was just a list of like nouns or whatever i thought that that assignment said do page one and do pages seven through 50 so in the first day of fourth grade, I did the entire English textbook. Whoops. I was I was furious. You were up late that night I was doing like homework, right? I was the angriest nine-year-old on earth. And like my parents were like, I guess this is what school is like now. We heard it's gotten harder. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> they're like, well, this is like about... 50 to set to, to 75 times harder than it was for us but uh <laughs> yeah so it turns out it got easier because you were able to do it all in one evening yeah like in after in fourth grade in like fourth grade was supposed to be like hard and mm-hmm. we were warned that it was going to be harder than third grade yeah and i took that to heart after seeing that first night of homework and i'm like okay well i did english all of english I know grammar now. (laughs) (laughs) You just taught yourself the entire fourth grade curriculum in like one evening, although you did miss pages um, two to six. No, had to do them in order for the rest to make sense. Oh, shit. So you just 
like that night at home, you just read the whole textbook and did all the problems? I got home at three o'clock and I was doing homework till 11. Wow. And then you you just turn it all in the next day? Yeah. And my teacher <laughs> like was like... She's like, there's been a terrible misunderstanding. And she gave another lesson on how to read the assignment. Yeah. I mean, props to her um, on being like, okay, um, not everyone fully understood my instructions yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You know what the dumbest thing is? I erased all of it. Why? I don't know. That would have taken forever. I did all of it, was told I didn't need to do all of it, and then erased my entire notebook, which was full of the entire year's homework. Oh, Brian. How old were you? Eight or something? Nine. Oh, nine-year-old Brian. So silly. On the bright side, the second time was really easy. Well, you can also see it kind of written, too, when you erase something. It's still, like, carved I, into I think the... I, I think I might have oh, looked oh. at the hieroglyphics of my past. Oh, dear, sweet Brian. So that was funny because it showed that you had the the raw aptitude, but you still had some things to learn about instructions and, like, and logic. logic and, like, oh, I didn't have to do it. I should undo it. I didn't have to do it because I was going to do it over the course of the next year. So let's undo it so I can do it again. Don't. I guess not, <laughs> in hindsight. I was always an honest puck. And so I thought that by not erasing it, like, I'd be cheating. Right. But you really actually had done it. You were just... A little tiny kid. You didn't know any better. Yeah. On the bright side, that got me into Odyssey of the Mind. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. There were kids in my school that were in that. I didn't get into it. I don't know why. I think they seemed kind of boring and nerdy. Like, Odyssey of the Mind didn't seem like a fun thing to do. It was so fun. Oh, okay. It was, it was a lot. It was like little games, like word games that you would play. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was um we called it spontaneous but it was like directed improv i was gonna say it sounds like it sounds like improv even though i've never done improv but i've i know what it's about yeah it was kind of like a cl- like it was an like an extracurricular that was a combination of improv and drama that might be why i wouldn't like it i didn't like acting especially when i was like a f- fourth fifth grader like in middle school like insecure we had to make a we wound up doing a thing that we were like everyone does like a bolt like a cereal commercial for our final skit mm-hmm. but we had the best one we, our cereal was called a box of bees <laughs> and we decided to take from macbeth and have like a whole skit about like the witches making a box of bees. I like bubble bubble toil and trouble. Yeah, yeah. And at the Magic, end, we had yeah. a song that we all sang, which was "How many bees in a box of bees? Two bees or not two bees?" <laughs> That's from Hamlet, anyway. But yeah, it, it was. We it were was in fourth grade. <laughs> it was Shakespeare mashup. Yeah, was, I was gonna yeah, say it was, it was like, like a. It was we. Did d- you guys read Macbeth? Yeah. In Odyssey the Mind? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think we might have read, like, a toned-down version for fourth graders, but... You're like, Macbeth is about bees, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh... Not exactly. We had, like... We definitely had a... It was, it was fun. It was, like, once a week for a couple hours, we'd do something, and it'd be like... It, it got me out of dealing with the kids in my class, because I couldn't stand them. Yeah, hell is other people, and that starts when you're little, and it hell continues. Hell is other fourth graders. Well, and fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, 
up to all the way all the way to now yay that's that's it (laughs) it's other people um but yeah so that was my fourth grade experience which i'm sure is the most riveting tale of all time i liked fourth grade because i was like in a school that had like kind of lockers ish and i also moved to different classes even though it wasn't like full-on middle school and that like made me feel like so excited i was like woo nice. i'm like i'm in a grown-up we in public school we started moving classes in fifth grade yeah when i was in in lower school like i don't know first through third we would sometimes move but not often we'd only move for like the specialties like art and music and things like that oh yeah yeah we did that from kindergarten yeah the difference like in public school when i was there and you were moving from like one room in the building like down a hall and like down half of another hall it was this like military bullshit production where you had to like line up everyone had single file everyone had to be completely quiet it was like i don't know what they were afraid would happen like we'd get into the hallway and like pull out our like pistols and start like <laughs> hijacking the like walk i don't know what they like and hijack a plane while we're at it like get the fifth grade lockers yeah it was just, like i hold a knife to the teacher's throat and like we rob her and then i like cut her cheek or something like what does they think we're gonna do so but it was like this huge production and it was very like dehumanizing to me <laughs> i was, I was kind of sensitive i was anti i'm like just i have a little bit of anti-authoritarianism in me and by a little i mean a lot where i'm like what the fuck is this this is stupid and then like we in private school like we walked from like a building to another building and like we wouldn't they wouldn't have allowed us to like run off but also that wasn't really what we all wanted to do we just kind of like walked loosely and we were like allowed to talk outside god forbid god forbid yeah like god forbid somebody say something we're just like we're nine we're nine-year-olds can can i live like see that was that was what the the structure of public school enforced was this rigid authoritarianism but in fifth grade i had a like our math teacher was like nichean (laughs) he would like he used to pull some bullshit and at the time i hated it but i've come to really respect he would you'd he'd be like he'd like just point at you and be like like what's seven times five or whatever fifth grade math is like Mm -hmm. and you'd give an answer and if you didn't have like the unwavering confidence of god in your answer he'd be like are you sure that's it and he'd like try to make you doubt your he'd gaslight you to get you to like be confident in your response interesting do you think that was a good thing to do though it sounds like it's not yeah it doesn't sound like it's very good though for people who don't have a lot of confidence. He would tell people that that's what he was doing. Like, he every day he would be like, I'm going to question you, and you've got to be confident in your answer even if you're wrong. That's not a good lesson, in my opinion. You should not be confident in your answer even if you're wrong. We see that a lot, and that leads us to terrible shit. Yeah, fair. You, you, you does make a, It works when you're right, and that's about it. Yeah, you should definitely, if you don't know the answer, it's not good to be like, I know, it's this, and and I'm 100% sure. It's like, okay. I'm wondering if I'm misremembering a little. Yeah. Like, it's a possibility. Although, also, it's a possibility he just didn't know how to teach. Um, <laughs> it may not, maybe a questionable, like, pedagogical method for, like, 
10 year olds he was so loud too <laughs> he's like, like screaming well you could he- always hear him like in the hallways like no matter if you were on the first or second floor you could hear that teacher like giving a lesson um my friend taught first grade and he would train the kids to help out with the whole setup of the classroom so he had them like little soldiers as he put it so he'd get up there and stand stand up and then like one kid who was like trained to recognize that signal would like stand up and come up and pass out the papers and the other one would like get up and like walk over and drag the projector over and it was like this whole little yeah and he's he claims that they loved it because they liked the discipline because they had the chaotic homes um you know it's also a little bit lazy it's also pavlovian yeah but they he said they liked it i don't know these kids were were uh in like a really bad school in florida so their home life at that time was a little unstructured so maybe they liked going somewhere and having a task I, i don't know yeah i could see that i wouldn't have liked that not to say my home life was completely structured and completely stable but i i wouldn't have liked coming into school and being told to do stuff like i never whenever they're like hey we need a volunteer to hand out the papers i don't know maybe there's something wrong with me but i was like why would i do that like is there something in it for me like that was my thought process i never really volunteered i'm like i'm not gonna like get up and like hand out papers for no benefit to myself that was kind of my thought process. I don't think I ever volunteered, but if I was requested to do it, it never bothered me. If I was actually requested, I would, yeah, because I would comply with the demands of my teacher because I kind of respected them. Or I also was afraid of punishment, too. Yeah. So. I, well, I also was like, I, I wasn't a teacher's pet, mm-hmm. but I just got along with the adult in the room better than any of the children. You look at you just you looking at the teacher who seems tired. You're like, you seem a little tired. Do you want me to rub your shoulders? <laughs> you, you need a cup of tea. This has been a long day. Oh, I this can tea, tell. This this Earl Grey has been in this steeping way too long, Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Like I'm gonna take. <laughs> let me pour this out. This is swill. I'll make you another cup. You know what? You look like you need some decaf. Yeah. Let me make you some chamomile. We can talk about it out on the quad. Oh, your nails look great. Where did you get them done? <laughs> yeah, you are. You do seem to like really get along with teachers and especially peak teachers which is college professors it's been my entire life of just like and even not even just teachers though it's like who the oldest person in the room is who i tend to gravitate to even if they're like 90 yeah i like just like well i'm talking to you now (laughs) what was the 20s like (laughs) the other 20s yeah yeah cool i don't know if i always want to talk to the oldest oldest person but as a kid i was more like interested in the adults than the the kids for sure yeah the kids suck yeah i also was like irrationally picky about who i wanted to interact with as a kid so if anyone was like younger than me at all or older than me at all i was like were you a diva about it (laughs) well i I can see you being like Oh, God, you're not even the right Chinese astrology sign. <laughs> oh, Libra. Get out of Gag. here. You're, oh, you're a snake? I only talk to dragons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, um, I don't know why. It, to be fair, when you are a little and you're like five, somebody who's like four and someone who's six, it's drastic. It's a drastic difference. Yeah. Well, I, I like, it's like a proportions thing. Right. 
Like someone who's four is literally 80% your age. Yeah, and the, the stages of change. I mean, you have an 80-year-old and a 100-year-old, and they're going to get along fairly well. But the kids who are rapidly developing... I don't know. 100-year-old might be pretty... Ornery. 80-year-olds are ornery, though. If I Look, if I was a 100-year-old person and an 80-year-old came up to me and initiated conversation, I'd be saying, mind your manners around your elders. <laughs> You'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I've watched conversations between older people and my grandmother when she was in the like assisted living type nursing facility, and then she had a roommate who came in, and they were trying to interact. <laughs> but my grandmother didn't ever hear anything because she'd been in the hospital and we hadn't gotten it to her. And I don't know what the other woman's issue was. It was partly hearing, partly like mental, but it was like hilarious. And then it was just like excruciatingly painful. I'm like, they, and they weren't even, they were probably 10 feet away. And I was just like, I, this conversation is going nowhere extremely quickly, <laughs> <laughs> like warp speed. It's like, Jesus Christ. You were actively watching the entropy of the universe yeah it was too much it was too much but back to like my prejudice against kids who are at all older or younger than me i don't think i i, I said it to them i wasn't like ugh, i'm not hanging out with you but i just in my mind was like ugh, like this isn't gonna work out another misconception <laughs> another misconception that i had was ttyn i thought that hand-me-downs were things that people could come back and use whenever they wanted so i didn't I kind of didn't like them. Like, I, I would have a lot of hand-me-downs. Oh, you thought it, you were just borrowing it. Yeah, because we had a jungle gym, like an indoor jungle gym. It was just for kids, not, not you know, big enough for, like, an adult to get on. And I remember I was, must have been, like, up, like, three or younger, and the people who had given us the jungle gym ended up coming over, but not but not to use it. It was like the parents were going to like talk to our parents and they had kids that were a little older than me, but, and they did use it then. And my mom like kind of explained to me like that they were coming over and they had given us a jungle gym and you know, they probably would be playing on it. And so then I got the misconception that all the stuff that was hand, like hand me downs, like could always be taken back away from me. So I was like a little bit wary of these hand me downs and I got a lot of them. (laughs) So from like, and I'm I'm the oldest kid in my family, but I got a lot from randoms, people's, you know? Sure, yeah. Well, and like cousins or whatever. So so that was a misconception that wasn't true. But How was, long did it take you to get that out of your system? I don't know. I don't remember consciously figuring it out. Probably like a matter of years and years. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, digress. I have always enjoyed hand-me-downs. I like them now that I know that people can't take them back. <laughs> now that i know they're mine yeah. mine i think it might have come up when like i handed some stuff down to, later to my sister who's younger than me and i th- probably think i might have asked my mom about like how that would work because like other people who handed them to me could take it back but now she has to give it and then i think it was like expl- it came <laughs> like, out talking about? the misconception came out that that wasn't really how it worked this is one of those things that like really goes to show what a fragile grip on reality children tend to have like because they'll go and just assume things are the way they are mm-hmm. because they've seen it once and that was the first time that thing has ever crossed their path oh absolutely yeah that's why you should lie to children constantly. It's easy. It makes as hell. life interesting. Oh yeah. Actually, really don't do that. That's a way to break a person. You shouldn't lie to them, but even if you don't lie to them, they're gonna be lying to themselves. 
Well, they'll assume things. Right. Like, it's like a, what are they, like a Bayesian thing. It's like, oh, like, I have a sample size of one that I have to go on. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll form a whole schema around it. Apparently, people can come just take the things that they gave to me. Yep. And that's just the way it is. And, yep, just... (laughs) (laughs) I was... I'm trying to think of other misconceptions that I had as a kid. And I can't, none are coming to mind. I do remember being scared of weird things. Like, I was sort of... <laughs> there was a clock across the room from, from my crib. And I remember... And it glowed a little bit, like, lightly. And it was a hand... You know, not a digital clock. It was like a... What's it called? Analog? Yes. Yeah. And I sort of just look at it. And I wasn't, like, terrified of it. But I'd look at it and I was a little wary, kind of like me and you all right clock like it's, it's just you and me here and the cat that just came into my crib to cuddle there <laughs> it's just us and i was just sort of like a little wary like this clock is like watching me there were two things that scared the piss out of me when i was really little one there were knots in the wood paneling of our of like my outside my bedroom mm-hmm. that looked like a face yeah and that, that just scared the shit out of me. And the second was a picture of my uncle when he was 18 years old. <laughs> was he weird looking? Yeah. <laughs> so it was, you were just upset by like the scary clown, but it was, did you know it was your uncle? I knew it was my uncle. Okay. But he's the reason I wore a beard for 20 years. <laughs> because that face scarred me for whatever reason. Interesting. Do you look like him when you don't have a beard? Not really. Oh, okay. But you just want to look way not like him. I, I want to be the opposite human being that he was. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have terrors that, like, that picture was chasing me down the hallway. Oh, that's creepy. Does he look scary now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So he, it's not because the picture was taken in, in, like, a bizarre way. It's like he himself has a scary look to him. Well, no, he didn't look wrecked or anything then. Mm-hmm. Like, he looked like a normal person and the like he had like a shit eaten grin on his face mm-hmm. but like something about that like was like on un- i guess because there was like a passing resemblance to my mother yeah and there was some uncanny valley issues going on there yeah now at the time that you were scared of that picture when your uncle would come over were you scared of him no not at all okay no, and that's another thing because he had a mustache in real life, right? But not in that photo, and mm-hmm. I think that also was tweaking me, right? You're like, how could this be? It's like, well, he, his hair follicles and his upper lip died, and he didn't shave them off. It's it, really, it's yeah. actually why I never spent any time in my room because that photo was hung out by like where my door was that's funny did you tell your parents no yeah i didn't tell them when i was scared of things either i was scared of the mgm lion but that was obvious kind of scary yeah i'm like don't scream at me or growl at me i'm trying to watch it like a fucking disney movie here and you can really like empathize like i feel like the empathy of that lion comes across because he is being like harassed into screaming like that yeah yeah it is a creepy situation some circus lion is like screaming in agony i think i remember a like this might be apocryphal but i think he ate his owner shortly after that or like mauled him to death or Mm. something 
so you can really sense that like threat in his like desperation and threat in his yeah voice. you know what maybe that trainer had it coming yeah you could argue that maybe yeah if the trainer would disagree but I could, fuck him but i mean <laughs> it's inherently dangerous to be dealing with big cats and sometimes small cats depending on the cat you know, uh, even a house cat will mess you up if you treat it wrong. Or if it's crazy. Or if it's crazy. Patches, my cat, I um, was sleeping a few weeks ago, and I didn't realize that she was sleeping right near my feet. She usually doesn't do that. So when I like woke up in the middle of the night to like thrash my way onto my other side of my body to like continue to go back to sleep, I kicked her like right good kicked her, good kicked her right good except i don't remember actually kicking her very right good because she attacked me like immediately upon being like at all kicked and i understand why she did it but i also didn't mean to kick her but she like like scratched the shit out of my ankle no oh, yeah i had to get up and like um i didn't want to get up but i was like okay this is gonna bleed onto this sheet basically oh jesus like blood it was dripping from my ankle so i had to um band-aid it and put some hydrogen peroxide i'm gonna say this your cat runs your house it's patch's world and we are living in it it's true i'm just you know just in case you didn't know patches run the world like the beyonce song girls run the world who run the world girls nope patches oh yeah it's true yep it you th- is. You think girls put patches. Yeah. Let's do some listener questions. Okay. We have questions from listeners. Right. Let's read them. Am I going to do another shitty piano intro? I think you should. Okay. I got to turn it up. Okay. The emotion that I want you to convey in this is suspense, but happy suspense. Hold on. Let me... listener question time yay all right we have some we have some good questions okay um all right our first question you're gonna sense a theme in today's questions in two of them in 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 two of them yeah oh spoiling the magic uh the first one is what do i do with carrots can you make carrot ice cream and this is from Loaded with Carrots in New York. <laughs> so, this is a problem because I don't know how to cook. <laughs> I, nor do I know how to make ice cream. But, I would say you probably can make carrot ice cream. Carrots are sweet a little bit. You'd probably want to add a little bit of additional sweetener and not just rely on the carrot natural sugar but you you could probably make carrot ice cream and it it would probably be pretty good i bet i bet it would be you know you know what else is good is carrot cake that is a good one carrot cake um carrot juice if you have a juicer which i don't oh but you could get some vitamins in you pretty easily by drinking a lot of that carrot juice your eyes will pop right out of your head in a good way yeah and i'm thinking with how sweet carrot cake is like you could definitely make a pretty bitchin ice cream out of that yes you could probably make carrot ice cream carrot cake if you have those carrots 
Um, you can roast carrots, I believe. You I, might want to roast them with other things. Yeah, I would definitely not just put carrots in an oven. <laughs> you'd well, probably want to be like... You'll get tired of eating roasted carrots Yeah, without anything else that you're roasting. Oh, I thought you meant like just putting... I thought you meant like you'd have to add spices to it. Yeah, you should. Well, you could just roast them by himself, but you might want to like take carrots and like turnips. I, I'll tell you what. What you gotta do when you roast carrots is you take carrots and maybe turnips or like whatever you want to add to it. Root vegetables. Some other root vegetable, like a potato, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because this is actually a potato recipe. Like a spud. I, I get like tiny potatoes and cut them in half. But you could take like carrots and do this too. I am, I am. Well, maybe not. The carrot consistency is way tougher than a potato, so it might have to go in longer. But I would like take the carrots, drizzle like olive oil, and really like cover them in olive oil, and like your favorite spice that would go with that with carrots, and then pop that in the oven for I don't know how long. Till you poke at it and it's soft enough. Yeah, and d- because it might still be a little snappy, mm-hmm. uh, but you can always like test them, I guess, until they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that roasting veg- root vegetables is like the most delicious thing, especially with olive oil. Additionally, you could grate the carrots. Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> Cancel culture has come for you. Oh no. My yeah. views. Your views. My Deli- monies. Your monies are gone. Not my monies. Your monies are gone. Welcome to your poverties. That's... No. Yes. You should have thought about that before you made a pun. I'm... When you grate carrots, you put them in salad. That's a fun way to eat carrots, in my opinion. Also, you could grate them and put them in, like, a lasagna. You wouldn't want carrots to overpower the lasagna, but... That'd be, like... As half a carrot per full plate or like full tray of lasagna um no i mean your lasagna could have like spinach cheese mushrooms some carrots little tomato sauce tomatoes okay it could be good okay now here's a hot take what if you just eat the carrots you can do that it's just that it's hard to eat carrots they're crunchy it takes a lot of time to chew so you're probably not going to eat that many. Like after you eat like three huge carrots, you're going to be sick of trying to eat raw carrots. What if like, I feel like you could cut them down, make them baby carrot sized. Yeah, you can, but that's like eating, I don't know, 20 baby carrots. And you're going to be like, I'm actually done eating <clears throat> it's carrots. It's delicious. It's good. And you know what? I'm going to do a hot take here. Raw carrots are better without dips. I do not. I'm over the dips. I like dip. I'm very anti-dip. You know what is good with? I'm so anti-dip. I'm pid. <laughs> oh my god! Let that one sink in for a minute. No, I, I immediately got it. <laughs> Let that one marinate, much like a dip would. Actually, that's not how dips work. <laughs> you dip them. You don't have things marinate in them by definition. But maybe I'm dipping wrong. <laughs> your dip i've just been like you're at a you're at a party and there's like a spread with a dip and you just take like three carrots and a few like broccolis and you just throw them in the middle of the dip and mm-hmm. you walk away and they're like what are you yeah. gonna eat those and wait come, how else would you, and do you come it? back and fish them out later. yeah after they've had time to absorb like, the juices toward the end of the party you just fish them out and eat them i need that sour cream and chive to get really in there 
Um, you know what is good is raw broccoli dipped in ranch, but raw broccoli with not dipped in ranch is the no worst thank thing. You. Yeah. I'm sorry, the the head on the broccoli is the worst. Too dry. It just tastes like I'm eating. Yeah, it's so dry. Like you're eating gran- granular paper, but it is good with a dip with ranch, in my opinion. It's like okay. Mm-hmm. I much prefer cooked broccoli or just the stem. I don't like a stem of a broccoli that much. Like it's a, like, but like raw and without anything, I find just the stem to be superior. I disagree, but that's okay. We can have different opinions. No, we can In can't. fact, we could get a a raw broccoli and we could split it and I could eat the floret. Oh my God. Floret, that kind of part. <laughs> the flirt. The flirt. And you could eat the stem and then we Okay. Could, okay. And then we're healthy. I think all the nutrients is in the floret. Well, you got a lot of fi- at least you get fiber. <laughs> oh boy, I can poop normal. Well, that's not nothing. That is, that is true. That is not nothing. That is in fact a thing. That's a good in thing. reality. It's a valued prize thing. It saves you a lot on Metamucil or whatever other thing you might need to buy. Here's another thing you can do with carrots. You can sell them. Set up like a farmer's market stand mm-hmm. and be like, "Yo, I have all these motherfucking carrots." I don't know what to do with them. I'm going to sell them to you yuppies for like a buck each. Yeah. And there's ones you got, you bought in the store and you just took, <laughs> took them out of that plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like not organic. They're conventional, but you're like, it organic. still has the sticker on them. <laughs> no, you take them out of the pl- plastic bag that they come in and then you sell them as organic, like farm grown carrots. In order to make it convincing, you have to like bury them in dirt for yep. like a minute. Yep. You can do that. Yeah. That's funny. And, you know, like, well, you get a bunch of mud and you stick the carrots in, right? Just to do it nice and quick. Mm -hmm. Then you let it dry and then you wash it off and it'll still, like, some of the mud will get, like, in in it. Right. And then that'll look like you took it right from the garden Mm -hmm. when really... You just went to Walmart. Whoa. 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 This is, like, some evil shit we're unveiling. Mm -hmm. You thought that those like farmers by the side of the road were not scamming you but they might have been i mean we're not the like criminal masterminds or anything like that so if we thought of this people have been probably doing it for like 20 years this is like the dumbest bit we've ever had and it's probably like an entire industry yeah we've just exposed like all the the, like small farmers in the country sorry now we're gonna have the farmer mafia after us pitchforks (laughs) yeah get it pitchforks Mm -hmm. pitchforks and and what else do they attack you with like grain combines yeah oh oh my god like threshers throw us in the silo or crushed to death by like grains and we suffocate fun fact silos are extremely dangerous yeah they look cute but they're actually not they blow up well, that and when people like are doing anything in them, like just do maintenance or like unclog them, they very easily can get like sucked into it and killed. That's extremely dangerous. So yeah, farms are dangerous as hell. Farms are dangerous as hell, yeah. and particular well, animal farms particularly. Yeah, um, like produce is generally okay. Yeah, there was a there's a lot of laws about like what miners can do on farms, and it's not that much it's restricted it's restricted <laughs> because it's extremely dangerous there's a lot of machinery you know you're not like you're not like in um macy's you know where you could trip over 
like like a cord like a cord or something which i actually tripped over a cord a few weeks ago and it hurts when you fall but it's not as bad as getting your like arm ripped off by a tractor yeah true one time when i was working answering questions like i am now but i was answering them to one-on-one to the public and it was not released uh some woman who is an asshole called and asked me what miners could do on farms and i was like well there's a document which is about 50 pages that says everything they cannot do and she's like but i want you to tell me what they can do and i was like well it's a set of all things that they could possibly do minus this this 50 page (laughs) document that i can send you it's not really described in what they can do it's described in what they can't let me teach you about rudimentary set theory so i was like so it's and she's like why don't you tell me what they can do you don't know your job like this and that and so she like just wasn't a complete asshole to me and i eventually hung up on her and she didn't want the booklet i guess like she would have had to ask for specifics right but i also wasn't intimately familiar with all of the 50 pages i would have had to like look through it yeah um but i wasn't about to sit on the phone and explain to her everything it was more like i was offering to mail her the booklet but it didn't come to pass because she just abused me for like five minutes and i hung up on her basically yeah, sounds so, right and then i took another call so. yay yay uh so long story short do whatever the heck you want with your carrots do whatever you want those were some suggestions don't put them up your nose you could use them as a sex toy <sighs> kind of that's not a good idea probably but you can if you want i can't stop you look i'm just i can't stop i'm talking stop about you. like the gamut of possibilities i'm not saying you should i'm saying you could it's you could use you could do whatever you want you could use carrots to try and kill someone <laughs> by stabbing them through the through the eye you could do whatever but yeah you probably shouldn't use them as a Ooh, sex toy you could use them as toe spacers when you're getting a pedicure Yeah, you could do that you could do that yeah I feel like that would be like, and you know what? Maybe there's like some vitamins in there that your skin will absorb. Maybe it'd be better than the little cotton things. It might be. If you have extra carrots, I think they have a lot of nutrients in them. So it's the best case if you could either sell them to city folk as fake organic homegrown carrots mm. and profit, or you could <laughs> you could eat them and and absorb their delicious, delicious nutrients. Yeah. Um, or you if, can stab out your estranged husband's eyes with one. It's like this weird, like Oedipus, like myth, such scenario. Yeah, I don't know. I'm <laughs> Oedipus really all happened with carrots, the whole thing. Why are you talking about Oedipus? Because didn't Oedipus get uh, his eyes? removed and you get blinded or something isn't that part of the myth did he i don't know i thought that was the whole thing i don't do greek I, well oh wait. i i don't know this is not a story i'm familiar with well if oedipus did not feature somebody getting blinded forget that but my whole joke was based on that premise okay next question <laughs> uh next question oh we have an an email it's email time (laughs) the email like you've got mail (laughs) uh dear connie and brian 
Sorry, I had something in my throat. Um, whenever you inevitably watch... Oh, sorry. Dear Connie and Brian, whenever you inevitably watch The Vow on HBO, would you please offer your commentary on Nexium or the documentary itself? Counting on BWYF for that New York Capital Region-specific take. Cheers to the podcast, Chase. Yay, thank you, Chase. Chase, one of our earliest listeners. I think he's our first listener? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. One of the first. One so, of the one of the dedicateds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks so, for the email. Thank you. I do want to watch the vow. Um, my plan is to wait till all the episodes are released and then do the free trial. And just will, like slam through in an afternoon. And slam maximum. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it's a few more weeks, and then I'll be out, and I, and I will watch the vow. And you could, we should maybe watch it together. And yeah, we let's can talk I'm, about it. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, um, it's always fun to talk about Nexium. Um, it's such a light conversation topic. Shit. It's just fun to make. I mean, it's people dealt with like really bad things in that cult, but also Keith Raniere is so stupid, and I mean he was a mastermind, but also like a schmuck. You know, yeah. So it's fun. I to think just... schmuck is the perfect word to describe him. Yeah, like he. This isn't. I think I believe this is in the documentary, but he says that Albany, New York, um, is like the Rome of the modern world, home to the best culture and the best society. That's not true. And I'm not. Has saying... he seen in Albany? Yeah, he was living around here for like twenty or thirty years till he got put in prison um maybe i should rephrase that has he seen a good city i'm not even gonna say that albany sucks it it could be better no um, albany does not suck there in in no way resembles rome and it in no way has the best culture or the best society there are no orgy bathhouses in albany he was trying to bring them but they weren't like fun orgy bathhouses they were just like brand houses yeah like yeah orgy brand houses and just like it wasn't an orgy so much as like a sex cult to him you know and only him yeah worst orgy ever <laughs> yeah this isn't an orgy one star on yelp nixium orgies like a one-to-many relationship an orgy makes not yes exactly <laughs> and so i mean that's just delusional but i mean if, if you're a cult leader you're going to be delusional um so that's amusing to me um it's something i would never say about albany um, yeah, no, not not really, not at all. But I will say that as soon as this, uh, as soon as the whole series gets out, we will binge it and give the f- hottest and freshest takes. Yes, it will be a spoiler alert. What's interesting about Keith Raniere, among other things, is that he basically he went to RPI, which is a famous ish tech school. But he only got a 2.26 GPA. Whoa. And I feel like... Whoa. I'm not saying RPI is easy at all. I mean, it's challenging, depending on what you do there. You could be an engineer, or programmer, blah, blah, blah. What if he went for, like, a, like a like an arts degree at RPI? He was an early, like, um, experimental sound musician. That They have, like, a pretty strong, like, experimental sound, like, program. Wait, there. they do? Why am I not there? I don't know. I'm... I didn't realize you were interested in experimental sound. Uh, Heck yeah. Okay. 
like Pauline, I believe Pauline Oliveros either still teaches or used to teach there. She's like one of the main huh. figures in it. Well, you learn something new every day, don't you? Right nearby, you could have, you two could have been doing sound collages that are very high concept. That's like my entire like like musician like history is sound collage. Oh wow! Okay, well you should check out RPI. Yeah. Um, also, you should check out Garland Frenzy. Yes. More collage music in A Religion for Horses. But yeah. Yeah. So. End plug. It's just funny that he thinks of himself as like the super genius but he can't even get like a b that's like a c plus that's yeah <laughs> c plus average it's one thing to get like a c plus in some classes be like oh damn I, that was a really hard class but you'd hope like in english or something or you could maybe get like an a minus you'd think you know especially if you're a super genius yeah if you're if you're a super duper genius those those five page papers shouldn't be all that difficult on huh, buddy I'm beginning to think that Keith Raniere wasn't actually that talented of a person. It seems to me that he certainly thought he was. It does seem, it does seem that way. And I know exactly the type of person that like gets a C plus and then blames the professor for it. Yeah. And it's like, occasionally you might get a bad grade because of a bad professor. However, if you're getting bad grades in all your classes... It might it's be all you. the professors. Yeah, it's all the professors. All of them are the problem. Yep. It's not you at all. <laughs> it's not your inability to do well in school. <laughs> it's definitely the professor's fault. It's definitely the professor's. Yeah, but he was interested in like multi-level marketing companies and he started like a few of them, but they got shut down. Um, Almost because they're awful things. Yeah, like he in 1993, he had to pay a forty thousand dollars fines from Wikipedia for he got sued by New York State um, because he had this company, a multi-level marketing company called CBI, and he was banned from promoting, offering, or granting participation in a chain distribution scheme. Um, wow! Based on that, but then he proceeded to do that in 1994, which was <laughs> he created an MLM of vitamins. <laughs> Oops, he lied. <laughs> anyway so it goes on the wikipedia article but he's just a schmuck basically he's Who'd... such a schmuck i can imagine him in like a fucking like tan suit after they stopped being trendy i can imagine yeah yeah he would do that as well and just like wearing like aviators but with like a wisp of hair left on the top of his head i don't know i haven't i think i'm just imagining chevy chase <laughs> Uh, that's probably not fair to Chevy Chase. It's definitely not fair to Chevy Chase. Yeah. I feel kind of bad for it. <laughs> and I'm just imagining like a like a very like stumpy Chevy Chase. Stumpier than Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is su- like seven feet tall. Is he? Yeah, he's oh. super tall. Yeah, he's kind of stumpy too, though. A little bit of both. Yeah, right. I think his arms are too short. <laughs> He has, like, specially tailored suits. Could you imagine if he had, like... <laughs> you, you imagine someone that's, like, five foot tall and how, like... Tiny their arms are. How tiny their arms are. But imagine that on someone who's seven feet tall. That'd be funny. Oh, last week we were thinking... It, like, comes up to his ribs. <laughs> but he still has elbows. Yeah. Last week, you and I were doing the thought experiment. Well, I really started it, but... Not to toot my own horn, but... What if you took my legs... And you put them on where your arms go. 
and then you took your legs no your arms and you put them on where my legs go so i had four arms and you had four legs connie i think this visual exercise is going to be lost on everyone who doesn't know what we look like the only thing you need to know is that my legs are the size the thickness of brian's arms and (laughs) my legs are the thickness of connie's arms no they're not at all I would be awesome. I would be so jacked. You would like be able to lift trucks. I would definitely be able to do pull-ups if I had uh, arms that were as thick as your legs. That'd be pretty scary, though. Like it would definitely be a because I think my like thighs are bigger than your head. I think they are. (laughs) I'd be like accidentally breaking cups that I pick up. Like (laughs) like, just crushing them. I I can't change any light bulbs because they keep shattering. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm just so strong. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, no, we'll definitely check it out, Chase, and we will let you know. Yes, I can't wait to yeah. watch it and to chat about it. Right. And then we have one more listener question for today. This comes from listener Moss. Thank you, Moss. It is, I would like to know the peak stew recipes. I okay. This gets to the problem of not cooking. Might I suggest some uh, another listener who has a bunch of carrots? <laughs> yes. Uh, you can start. <laughs> we can hook you up. Yes, they're homegrown organic carrots, and they're for sale um, by the side of the road. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, here's things that I like in stews. Um. Garlic, ginger, beans. Not all necessarily all together, but these are things that should feature prominently in stews. That's the only three ingredients. No. This is the weirdest chili. Beans. um, Seitan is a good morsel in a stew. If if the stew has a lot of like good flavor in it that the seitan can absorb. Um, You'll want some kind of bouillon. I think. Yeah, I don't really know what a bouillon is. It's just like a f- it's, salty... It's a salty spice cube. Spice cube. And sometimes with meat juice in it. Yeah, you might you want either that or you're going to want to put spices in separately. Yeah. And salt in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's deconstruct the, the theory of stew the theory. for our audience. What is, what is a stew? It has a liquid <laughs> and it has like a semi-gelatinous without the you know, gelatin. Um, it's halfway that. between a soup and a gravy. Okay. That's and it my, has chunks. Yeah, with chunkies. Yeah. Um, would you say, yeah, chili is a stew, right? I, I'd say so, yeah. Okay. Well, chili is good. I like chili. Um, I also like chili with cornbread. There you go. Actually, chili is um, is actually the peak stew recipe. Yes, chili can be better than other chili, though, sometimes. Um, I find that chili with too much tomato in it can be a little much. That's how my dad makes it. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, Dad. Your like, stew sucks now. You know what I like, and it's the least healthy chili, is white chili, when, like, half of it's just cheese. <laughs> mm, I don't like too much cheese. Like, that's even an issue I have with broccoli cheddar soup, where I do like the taste of it, but it's hard to eat an entire bowl of 
um, cheese and cream. I want to go to Panera now so bad and get some of their broccoli cheddar. I think I know what I'm doing right after this episode this this episode after i want to get um tomato uh creamy tomato soup from oh. panera we're going to panera after yeah this. we're going to panera yeah. <laughs> panera watch out all this talk why did everyone ask food questions this week my parents got me a um panera gift card which is nice of them but it's an e-gift card and it seems that the way that i have to use it is like to hand my phone to the clerk and they have to type in like 15 <laughs> numbers oh, and letters no. that is such a pain yeah but you know what panera you shouldn't sell your fucking gift cards in that way if you had any any empathy for your um your clerks yeah like yeah. I think they want me to order online but i don't want to order online it's too complicated i'm an older millennial older millennial i just go i like to do the traditional style where i just explain to the person in front of me what i want i just don't want to have an app on my phone to order a sandwich. Mm-hmm. We said this. We had an episode called it No New Apps. No New Apps. We Can we go one year without another app? Ever. Yeah. Another app ever. Just one. No. I'm just. I, would, I just want a year off. Without anyone making an app or anyone making you install an app? Without making. Without anyone making an app. Yes. A moratorium. Like I want a moratorium on apps. We can go through the app store. Clear out all the bullshit. And I'm I'm sorry, Snapchat, but you're going because you're bullshit. I'm not sorry to Snapchat. Snapchat's out. Snapchat is out. Sorry. Uh, but like, just let's 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 go through our phones and you know what? There should be a day. There should be a holiday where let you know what I'm I'm calling it. I I think that October 11th is going to be the day this goes live should be a holiday where you go through your phone or your computer and you purge your machines of all of these apps that you don't use anymore. That is good. That is good. We'll we'll call it the purge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not not to be confused with the other purge where you get to kill people for like 12 hours. Yeah. With impunity. That's But rather it's just deleting apps from your phone. Well, we should. <laughs> I don't know, like the like, great app purge. Yeah, like the like the. I don't know, just like you know how you have like spring cleaning day. I've heard of that, but I don't participate. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> you know how you hypothetically have spring cleaning day? I feel like fall. There should be like a fall like computer cleaning day where you just go through. And you get rid of apps and maybe you dust out your computer, which actually should be doing more than once a year. But it should correspond to El Dia de los Muertos, <laughs> except for the people in Mexico will be busy celebrating that. So it could be the day after El Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, I... which is after the day after Halloween. Oh, I got it. No, it has to either be 10-1, 10-10, or 10-11, because Why? those are all binary. <laughs> nerd it's true though and you know it's a good idea didn't you tell me recently that computers don't need to be binary because they can recognize like shades between one and zero yeah kind of there's like because you're not actually getting a snapshot of like an individual electron you're just getting like a brief stream 
mm-hmm. and transistors kind of can retain certain like in between states like right. of static right so you can t- theoretically make things like ternary transistors and like make something that's like a, a three phase yeah. cpu yeah um there they also have cpus that run off of vectors so it's kind of boils down to binary anyway but but can you also have a signal that is not on or off but is a certain frequency of flicker yeah like you could have like something like a like a half charge and that like ternary would be like you could have zero one and two where two would be on zero would be off and one would be this half state yeah but or what if there another of the states was like on off 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 on off off like uh, you know it was just like a morse code type flickering at a certain pattern and that so, was recognized to be a state sure and well in algebra you would have like most things of that of like this kind of like information processing boil down to boolean algebras so even something like a morse code would still be interpreted as a binary symbol like representation mm, well i don't know it's over my head i got myself into it over my head situation got into that theoretician's talk I got into the mathematical theoretician talk and i feel like i'm keith. now you're in my wheelhouse now i feel like i'm keith Renieri at rensselaer polytechnic institute and i'm like what the fuck well, i don't know what this is welcome to the great debate i'm like i'm gonna get a c in this class are you Shit. ready to talk about cpu architecture well i guess i'm failing out of this theoretical math mathematics class i guess i'll start a cult that's <laughs> Honestly, like, this is just another instance of an engineer or a wannabe engineer, mm-hmm. like, killing and maiming people. <laughs> just another instance. There's so many. We we talked about this in an earlier episode. Ted Kaczynski. I believe this episode was called Hashtag Not All Stem. Yeah. Ted Kaczynski. Um, probably the person who tried to blow up the plane with the um, shoe. I think they were... I And I... Yeah. I mean, even if they weren't a professional engineer, they obviously were trying to engineer a shoe to be a bomb. However, they failed, thankfully. It's almost like you have to be an engineer. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you there's an interesting philosophical question. If you if your only claim to being an engineer was that you were engineering a shoe to be a bomb and take down a plane, but you sucked at it and you did not actually successfully do that, are you an engineer? Well, you probably got a 2.7 at RPI. 2.3, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Uh, So long story short, chili is the best stew. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I think chili is a good stew. And then other than that, I would say like, I, to my, to my fellow carnivores, um, any type of beef stew is generally good. If you get like decent stock. But if you do have chili, please pleased to have hot peppers in it oh my god yeah you have to have a decent amount of hot peppers i would recommend a little bit of chipotle i would recommend that yes like that just that like that roasted jalapeno taste is so fucking good so good i did not know that until not too long ago right yeah that that um chipotles are roasted jalapenos yeah another um piece of evidence supporting the fact that jalapenos are actually just the best pepper i know they're not the spiciest pepper but they are the best pepper they the flavor that comes out of a jalapeno in its many forms it's so good chef's kiss seriously like especially like 
pickled jalapeno, oh roasted god. jalapeno. Oh my god. Like dried jalapeno. Everything. Jalapeno sauce. Another good pepper is the chili pepper. Yeah, they're good. They're kind of, they're not very spicy. Uh, they can be. They can, they can be. So like the, there's a tofu general so is tofu at Ocean Palace. I talked about this the other episode. And oh, with those dried Yeah, chilies. they put dried chilies in it and then in the sauce. And most people probably don't, but I just eat the, I just bite, bite them and eat them. I got a piece of Spicy. one of those yeah. stuck in my wisdom tooth Oops. down into like the fold. Oops. Like between my gum and the tooth. And it radiated, like, the pain was excruciating, and it radiated outward and made me go deaf in that year. Forever? For, like, half the day. I, like, could not hear because the pain was excruciating. Was I with you? No, this was a long time ago. Oh, this wasn't from Motion Palace. This was when I was wolfing down a General So's chicken in college. Oh, okay. okay. And I, I just, like got a piece of it stuck back there and couldn't get it out and like attempting to wiggle it out was making all of like the chili oil like go down into my nerve damn damn but did you get a lot of endorphins i was no well sure Um, i got a lot of adrenaline okay (laughs) so it didn't feel end up feeling good because a lot of times if you have too much hot stuff your mouth will burn it's uncomfortable but as it subsides and you do get like a rush of endorphins, which feels good, but this sounds like it was just damaging you. It was just painful. That sucks. Like, like it got to the point where my ears started ringing and then I was like, I think my equilibrium got thrown off and then I couldn't hear. You proved the reason for the specialty, ear, nose, and throat as a medical specialty I'm, because it's all connected right up in your head and it's wild yeah one thing happens and it's happening somewhere else and like you put it you burn your like mouth like tooth nerve and suddenly your inner ear like stops working and you fall over on your face <laughs> and then you go deaf and a bit, like after like I guess half a day was a little extreme like after half an hour of it being out of my tooth it mm-hmm. like I went back to normal and you're like oh good and it still hurt but i could like hear normally again okay that's good but i cannot like i don't know what i was saying that chilies aren't spicy <laughs> after <laughs> that that was like the worst thing to happen to me no that was the second worst thing to happen to me food related the first was when i put a um an entire dollop of wasabi in my mouth, swallowed it, and then sneezed. Yeah. And all the wasabi went into my sinuses. We talked about that Oh, recently. did we talk about that? Yeah. I like talking about it because it shows what a fucking idiot I am. We talked about it and, you know, um, you, you play with fire, you're going to get burned. I... Hashtag worth it. Hashtag worth it. Yeah. Hashtag no FOMO. No fear of missing out. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I did not miss out on that experience. Uh, I think that about does it for today. All right, all right. We had a lot of good questions. Thank you all for submitting. Uh, I gotta it, get off to Panera. Yeah. Gonna get that delicious goodness. Get some soup. Maybe go to GameStop next yeah. door. Yeah, maybe we'll not. See. Yeah. We'll see. I Maybe. I don't know. There, there are a few games that I'm interested in. 
Um, but anyway, if you have questions, feel free to email me at Brian at Breakfast with Your Friends or Connie at Breakfast with Your Friends. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Garland Frenzy. You can check Connie out at a draw and erase underscore on Instagram. Yeah. Breakfast with your friends.com is the website. Um, you have listened to another episode. Thank you. Yeah, you're on the 31st episode. Huzzah! 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 Now you feel gratified and your life is better. You feel good. Now you feel good. You're welcome. Bye! Bye!